Welcome, 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 everybody. My singing is still horrible, but I'll stop singing. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to another episode of Into the Stratosphere. I'm your girl, Cindy G, here. How you guys are doing? I mean, it's already been May, you guys. I feel time has been going by pretty quickly, especially we're still in a pandemic, but then again, everything is slowly going back to normal. It's like, I've seen like the CDC did made the announcement saying that you don't have to wear a face mask out in public, except you have to go inside. You still got to wear your mask in any indoor public places, but like outside, you don't. Unless if you've been vaccinated for like two weeks straight, which is interesting. And also, like, more stuff has been reopening across the country. Well, mainly in the United States. And, yeah, you guys, I don't know. Like, a year ago, the world has been shutting down and everything changed. And now, this year is starting to slowly going back to normal. I know for you guys in different parts of the country, you guys are still going on with the high rise of the cases. And also, like, more of the restrictor, um laws that's been going on so I just wanted to send my heart goes out to everyone out there just hang tight you guys I know that they're trying their best to like roll out some of the vaccines and everything you can too and so yeah I mean I don't know this whole pandemic thing is very crazy you guys it's like so mind-boggling and that's what I've been kind of like dealing with last month too like one of the reasons why I haven't recorded the podcast like for two weeks straight before I did the um episode 33 of the impact wrestling rebellion recap you guys so yeah it's pretty surreal but yeah but hey at least like it's slowly going back and guess what i'm bringing back independent wrestling results and upcoming show date but it's gonna be a little bit of it you guys because you know your girl is slowly but surely coming back to promote the world of independent wrestling especially in california you guys independent wrestling in NorCal is slowly coming back, you guys. But anyway, forgot to mention the name of the episode. So, episode 34. That is right, you guys. That is the title of the episode, of course, even though I cannot pronounce the, the living daylight out of me, even though I'm Latina. But, like, it has, like, some vowels that's so hard for me to roll so just bear with me again so of course today's episode definitely will be the results for independent wrestling shows across the state and upcoming show day which only have one also i'm going to be tying into the the recent show from AAA wrestling as part of the wrestling news headline because there has been a lot to talk about too especially like, I know there has been new crowd, a new champion, and the whole reason why situation. So, definitely we'll be covering about that, especially about that promo. Like, oh my god, you guys, that everybody's buzzing. Also, usual recap from NWA Power, especially the upcoming pay-per-view they just announced a couple days ago. And also the date as well. Also, Impact Wrestling's recap, especially my final thoughts of the Impact Wrestling's recent pay-per-view, Rebellion, and also about the AEW bonus, 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 which I'll be making a brief announcement about it on the end of the show as well because 
there is going to be some formatting changes, so just bear with me on that. All right, y'all, Bullocast Nation, without further ado, here it is. We're going to kick it off with some independent wrestling results and, you know, upcoming shows. So I'm so glad that like, everything's slowly going back to, well, you could say normal, but not really, but, you know, it is what it is, you guys, in the world of this whole craziness going on. But yeah. Anyway, you guys, so first things first, Jersey Championship Wrestling. That is right. JCW Presents Opening Day just had their show on May 1st. Took place at Atlantic City, New Jersey at the showboat. So you have the team of Young, Dumb, and Bro consists of Charlie Tiger and Elias Taylor defeated the team of Dylan McKay and Marcus Matthews in a tag team match. Charles Mason defeated Steve Scott. Billy Stark defeated Jani Kai. Frontman Jai defeated JJ Garrett. Everett Connors defeated Eva Surreal. One Call Matters defeated Kona Lycan. Joey Janela, of course, defeated Slayer. And in your main event match, Ninja Mac defeated Dante Leon. So... These are the results from JCW. You guys can definitely check it out on their YouTube channel and on Fight TV as well. And so, afterwards, on the same day, GCW presents Ashes to Ashes. Just took place at the same venue at the showboat on May 1st. So, you have is Solomon Topu defeated Jeff Breedlon, Johns, and Kristen Robinson and Levi Everett and Mikey Donovan and Mike Swanson in a in a dark match six way scramble match. Then in the main card you have is Atticus Kogar defeated Tony Deppin. Cole Roderick defeated Braden Lee. The team of Iron Beast consists of KTB and Shane Mercer defeated the team of Bussy consists of Effie and Cat Alley Cat in a tag team match. Lee Morinardi defeated AEW star Joey Janela. Mance Warner defeated Nolan Edwards. AJ Gray defeated Dante Leon. Frontman Jack, Ken Broadway, Ninja Mac, and Yoya in a six-way scramble match. Nick Gage defeated Jordan Oliver and retained the GCW World Championship match. And in your main event, G. Raver defeated Jimmy F. and Loy in a glass ceilings match. Holy crap. Congratulations to all the winners. So if you want to check out GCW, make sure to head on to Fight TV. So that way you don't want to miss all the goodness and all that. So anyway, and now upcoming shows. So we have is one shows that is like um that's gonna be taking place this Saturday, May 8th, and that is right, it's in Northern California. East Bay Pro Wrestling will be having their first live audience show on Saturday, May 8th, and it's going to be taking place in Pachenko, California. So here the matches has been announced. You have is Chris Blaze versus Cocky Johnson. Then you'll have Fabuloso Fabrico and Marco Mania versus the team of Robert Taylor and Bryson Andrew in a tag team match. Then you'll have the team of Dark Inferno versus the Bike Club to determine the number one contendership for the East Bay Pro Wrestling 
Tag Team Championship match. Then you'll have D-Rogue versus Kenny K versus Cliff Hendrick for the number one contendership for the East Bay Pro Wrestling Championship match. Then you'll have is Aaliyah Mia Sweet versus Jordan Blue for the number one contendership for the PSG Women's Championship match. And also, pretty much, I think the main event match is going to be the the East Bay Pro Wrestling Championship match where the current champion, Sariza, forgive me if I botched the name, Sariza will be defending his title against Mr. East Bay Pro himself, Midas Cree. And a cheap plug, make sure to check out the recent um, episode of the Bullet Cast where Philip, of course, Philip Antoine did interview Midas Cree as well as he did interview D-Rogue as well. So highly check out these episode the interview was fantastic i learned so much about both of these guys i actually heard about Midas creed when he made the appearance on the gcw fight forever during an impromptu um like i call it the young guns match of course with the rest of the rising stars from gcw so yeah so anyway guys so tickets is on sale so make sure to head on to to Eventbrite and also make sure to follow East Bay Pro Wrestling on all social media networks so that way you guys will know where it's going to be taking place. So yeah you guys and that is it for the independent wrestling news and results you guys. I know it's just short and sweet you know but it's just like slowly but surely coming back to like getting more of the groove of like which independent wrestling shows coming back. But however if you have an upcoming shows and if you want to give like show results make sure to slide into my dm on instagram or on twitter it's at simply underscore c underscore okay or if you want to send an email to me personally make sure to contact my email at simply.c.okay at gmail.com all right you guys with that being said so let's go ahead and talk about Last night's AAA Wrestling, Rey de Reyes 2021. So that's right. That's the first ever Rey de Reyes. They were supposed to be doing it last year, but, you know, the pandemic hit and they had to cancel the event. So it did take place in Puebla, Mexico, and it's at a closed studio, of course, MD Arena, which, you know, it is what it is, you know, especially in the world of this pandemic going on. So the results are here. So you guys... La Diego defeated Aramis, Arnez, Tuxin, and Dinastina for the in a five-way match to determine the number one contendership for the AAA World Cruiserweight Championship match. The current Cruiserweight Championship match champion is none other than Leo Rush, of course. Then you have is Torus, which you guys remember him, Torus, who's now with Impact Wrestling, defeated Octagon Jr. and Villano the Third Jr. For any three match for the vacant AAA Wrestling Latin American Champion. That's right. Taurus slash Black Taurus is the new Latin American Champion, which I couldn't have been more happier than ever. I'm hoping that, like, for the upcoming, like, Impact Wrestling taping, they can definitely acknowledge Taurus being the champion in AAA Wrestling. I think that'll be bringing more of a possibility, especially helping more of a notoriety for the DK as well. Now that Taurus is a current champion, maybe an endless pop- possibility. Because I know that with Impact Wrestling, they're still doing more of this cross-promotion. 
the vacant Latin American champion, the last one that was holding the title before it got vacated was none other than Daga, which I'm going to put it on the side because there has been reports about like Daga and his wife, Tessa Blanchard, are closing into being signed with either WWE or AEW. I know a lot of people are very vocal about like Tessa Blanchard uh, was getting close to signed to AEW. However, there has been a couple of reports like, you know, some of the female AEW stars, like whether they're on the rosters or some of the independent wrestling stars that appear on AEW Dark are very vocal about against Tessa joining AEW, especially mainly talking to Kenny Omega, who is still in charge. However, like, there has been, like, reports about Tessa joining WWE, which, you know... I don't mind. I just don't care any less. I mean, I'm used to be a fan of Tessa, but then this whole controversy happened and she lost my respect. But, like, either way, for Daga, it can be either AAA, not AAA, um, AEW or WWE, mainly WWE, because, like, I know for a fact, like, with this whole partnership going on with AEW, with Impact Wrestling, there has been, like, a riff of a history going on. I mean, Tessa was the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, and she doesn't want her to, like, defend her titles. But, you know, until she has to be forcibly vacated the title as well. So it may be going to be either or for it. But, you know, we'll see what's going to happen. I know Philip and Brandon will be giving you the update about this whole situation when it comes to the Tessa Blanchard and Daga being signed to either of the companies. Anyway, back to the results. So you have, is Fabio Apache defeated Chic Tormenta? Lady Flamina, Lady Manavia, Lady Shanti, and Sexy Star 2, not the original Sexy Star, Sexy Star 2, and become the, in a six-way elimination match for the vacant AAA Wrestling Reinas the Re Reinas Champion. That's right. So Fabio Apache is the new champion. The last of the champion was none other than Tyre Bakri, a.k.a. Frankie Monet, which she had to vacate a title because Frankie is officially with NXT, you guys. So I knew that Fabi's gonna be the champion, so I'm not too surprised about it. But however, Deanna Prazo was the special guest commentary, and right after the match, Deanna Prazo made um got into the ring with the knockouts title, of course, and she told Fabi Apache that who is that she is the champion, she is the two-time Impact Knockouts champion, she is the virtuosa, all that. And so, she wanted to declare defending her belt against Fabi Apache's Reina de Reyes title in a champion versus champions match. Fabi accepted it, so there it is, you guys, we have is a... Champion versus champion match, of course. Fabio Apache versus Diana Perazzo being all set. I don't know which show it is. I probably triple, triple Mania or any other upcoming AAA wrestling event. I mean, I'm for it. I'm so excited that we're gonna be having like, you know, some of those representing Impact Wrestling to like to defend the title, just like the whole Kenny Omega Rich Swan situation, but like low key of it too. And then. You have is Laredo Kid defeated Drago, Amiso um, Negro Jr., Aerostar, El Hijo de Vaquieno, Ed Texinacano Jr., Murder Cloud, and Miss Cesis Jr. And thus, Laredo Kid has become the Rey de Reyes 2021 
um, winner, of course. So congratulations, Laredo Kid. And in your main event match, it's a tag team no DQ match, which, of course, that match ends in no contest between the team of Psycho Cloud and Bagato versus the team of Chessman and making his debut, Sam Adonis, a.k.a. Corey Graves' little brother. So, to check out more of these match, this um, more in-depth of each of the matches, of course, I highly suggest to check out the Rito's podcast. I know that Jay Rudo has been appearing in the Bulletcast Network so many times. So him, Scotty Nobel, and Steve, they go more in-depth of mostly AAA wrestling, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, and I think anything non-WWE related as well. But mostly more into is Lucha Libre as well. So I highly check it out. However, you guys, the one, the one part that everybody's talking about throughout the whole match that's right, the pro- the video promo, none other than, of course, Andrade, that's right, Andrade made his quote-unquote debut slash return to AAA wrestling just in a video package, which he did talk about that like, he is the third generation wrestler, he is the youngest NWA champion ever, he wrestled in Japan before, the United States, he won titles everywhere, he talked briefly about, you know, being in WWE, but not too much, however, he said he wants to wrestle in AAA wrestling, his goals is two things, Psycho Clown is second, but the first is Kenny Omega and the AAA Mega Champion, that's right, and so... Andrade did talk briefly about Kenny Omega becoming the AAA Mega Champion. You know, this whole, like, you know, being the fourth champion, whatever. Until, get this, Andrade is issuing a challenge for the AAA Mega Champion against Kenny Omega, the current champ, at Triple Mania. That is right, you guys. Andrade is issuing challenge against Kenny Omega. You know what? I'm for it. I'm for it 100%. Knowing the fact that I know that Kenny Omega has a lot in his play when it comes to defending these of these belts. But then there has been a lot more of like this criticism about Kenny Omega as a champion itself too. Like I know Philip is very, and I mean very vocal about Kenny Omega's in-ring style, his persona, and everything all together. And I understand the fact that like. You know Kenny Omega being like. The bell collector. Is being too forced. You know. And the fact that like. being too forced just to cater the audience. Like you know. He's trying to bring in more of like. His old Kenny Omega mixed with the new as well. But I honestly feel that. You know him being a champion. That's fine. But however you just needed to have it more of like. More of a convincing way too. And I think that's kind of like hurting like. When it comes to this cross promotion, like with Impact and AEW, mainly AEW, of course. But you know, that's just me. But hey, I'm very glad that them that we got a challenger for the AAA Mega Champion. Hopefully, by the time Andrade's ninety day um um ninety day clause is up, hopefully we'll be seeing him in like some of the cross promotion too, like maybe AEW. You know, just an encounter with Kenny Omega, of course. Because I know Laredo Kid did 
uh, was in AEW in the past, joining up with the Lucha Bros, of course. So, I mean, the partnership is still continuing on. So, I'm so happy Andrade is now with AAA Wrestling, where he is belong. And, you know, once the 90 days is up, I cannot wait to see which matchup he has. I know he he's wanted to have a match against Psycho Clown, which, you know, I'm for it. So, yeah, you guys. Alrighty, so enough of this whole, like, results from AAA Wrestling and a little bit of the wrestling news headlines, you know. You guys know I kind of like mixing it all together for more, like, you know, more newsworthy and then, like, some of the results and a little bit of a background what's going on, you know. But, yeah. Anyway, now we're going to go into the recap for NWA Power that took place on Tuesday, April 27th. So, long story short about what I saw on NWA Power Search that is taking place almost three to four weeks ago. It was a pretty good, like, heavy promo episode of NWA Power Search. I mean, May Valentine and Joe Galli did work together. It's like more heavy promo. We only have one match between Jeremiah Pluckett versus Mims, teacher versus students match, which I enjoy it. It's mostly about Nick Aldis's motive of, like, recruiting the newest member of Strictly Business. And I know that the only person that was concerned about, like, you know, Who's going to be still with Strictly Business was Camille. Even though it's so funny that Mae Valentine actually read her so hard during um, the interview with Camille on Power Surge. I mean, Mae can spot like the BS and especially concern for anybody, you know, so... That's like one of the highlights I really enjoy the most too. But anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the recent episode. So the the opening you have is Nick Aldis being interviewed by Cal Davis, which Nick Aldis did explain about what happened last week, which Nick Aldis was supposed to be having a main event match against Jordan Clearwater. By the way, the whole like partnership, New Japan and WA still continue, of course. Um like, the match day where he started until Trevor Murdoch came out, but then he got into a fight with Tom Lattimore and Chris Master of the full Nelson um, Adonis, of course, and then this whole melee happened. So, all this called out Trevor Murdoch, so Trevor Murdoch comes out, and he wanted an apology. However, he wanted a rematch still from Chris Adonis, which Nick Aldis, he definitely against it. But however, he wanted to make a proposition for a six-man tag match. So Team Aldis versus Team Murdoch. And the proposition is if Trevor's team wins, wins, Aldis will give him the title shot for the NWA National Championship match against Chris Adonis, like a rematch, of course. However, if Trevor Murdoch's team loses, Trevor Murdoch has to stay home for 30 days without pay. And so Trevor Murdoch was very, very hesitant about it, but he agrees with it. But yeah, all in all, it was a pretty much a good surefire promo, especially the fact that, like, you saw Trevor Murdoch was not happy with the whole situation with Strictly Business, and Nick Aldis was kind of, like, you know, being adamant towards Trevor Murdoch, but, yeah. Anyway, you have Isal Ronaldo versus Kratos, and honey, 
Kratos is ain't playing it at all. But I want to give so much respect to Sal Ronaldo for handling how he is in the ring. I know he did take like a couple counters from Kratos, but Kratos with the heavy jabs, the German suplex, the sidewalk slam, like, oh my god. Even May Valentine came out just to rude for Sal Ronaldo. That's her best friend. But however, you have is... Danny Deals, which you may remember Danny Deals from last season, actually a season or two ago of NWA Power, where he dressed up as Tim Storm's mom, Mama Storm, of course. So I guess you could say is Danny Deals officially the manager for Sal and Ronaldo and Tim Storm, since Sal and Tim are officially a tag team, I guess. So Danny Deals came out, he brought in the steel chair until who Kratos is not happy and he chased him outside of the ring. That's where Kratos started beating the holy crap out of him, like through the podiums and to the commentary table, of course. And then that's where Kratos got up and started beating the holy hell out of Sal Ronaldo, even though Aaron Steven Day came out, made a plea to him to stop, but Kratos keep on going and going until referee ring the bell and the match ends in no contest. And afterwards, he still continued on to be Sal Ronaldo, and then Aaron told him to stop until Kratos got out of the ring, and then he walked towards the commentary table where you saw a very frightened Velvet Sky got up and ran, standing way back, and that's where Kratos and Tim Store had a face-off, and thus that's where Kratos and Tim Storm, Storm had like a brief counter, of course. And yeah, I mean, this is insane. This is like shows like what is going on altogether. I know Aaron Steven was checking in on South Ronaldo. Well, this whole situation with Kratos and Tim Storm has been going on. There has been so many fallouts going on, especially when it comes to Kratos and Aaron Stevens. Ever since Aaron Steven turned babyface, like after the death of Josephus slash question mark. Of course. And you see, like, he has, like, a change of heart, too. But where Kratos, he's just a more sphere. I don't think he's going to able to, like, change, like, his whole moniker altogether. Especially, like, the whole fallout when it comes to the... Both of them being the NWA World Tag Team Champion. I mean, yeah. But we're going to get into that when we're talking about the main event match. So, afterwards, you have is... Kyle Davis interviewing Jack Stain and Slice Boogie, of course. They had, like, a dueling promo. Of course, Slice Boogie, like, trash-talking Jack Stain about, like, what happened during the tag team match. And, of course, they're going to be facing each other this week, of course. Well, they say next week, but it's this week, actually, in a false count anywhere match. So, this is going to be a pretty fun match we're looking forward to, even though I'm not a fan of Slice Boogie, like... That's a hard no. But let me go ahead and sip on that. Yeah. And then afterwards, you have it's the NWA Television Championship match between the Pope versus Tyrus. So the match, it was like a less than a 10-minute match. And you have his Austin Idol on commentary replacing Tim Storm while Tim Storm is aiding Sal Ronaldo to check in on him and the match was all right it's pretty decent like a lot of back and forth going on Tyrus being like a ruthless monster he is and the Pope I mean I love his his um 
counter moveset. There's like some pinfalls in your fast, but however, the best part of it all is the back and forth argument between Austin Idol and Velvet Sky. Let me just say this, even though Velvet Sky's commentary is not my forte, but I'm glad she just brought in more of the attitude, more of the sass to Austin Idol, telling it like it is, like, I could have been more entertained with this commentary more than the match itself, of course. I mean, kudos to Velvet Sky. I mean, girl, you still got it. I want to see more of this when you're doing commentary, girl. Like, I'm very impressed. And so after this whole back and forth, like, you know, bickery, Austin Idol did, did um, got off from the commentary table, and then he got involved during the match, of course. However, once once the Pope got like knocked down off on the apron, that's where Ty is starting to starting to beat the holy crap out of him. And then, of course, time limit draw, you guys. So, so yep. Therefore, the Pope retains the title, and of course, Tyrus still beat the holy crap out of him. So the feud is still going on. What's going to be happening next? I don't know. And then you have is. May Valentine, I mean, her outfit's still lovely, though. May Valentine and Kyle Davis doing this summit between Thunder Rosa and Camille, of course. So, and when it comes to the summit, you need to have an advocate representing the champion. I think that's kind of like the whole, like, whole, like, spiel going on with NWA. But I highly suggest to check out In The Click, especially, I know, Tom and Baby Huey. They go in depth about like this whole summit stuff. I mean, they watch more NWA than I do because, you know, I started watching NWA since the season one of NWA Power. Of course, that's how I've been introduced. I mean, I guess you could say I'm like more into like the whole modern wrestling aspect of it, but yeah. So, anyway, Thunder Rosa has no choice to choose Molina to speak on her behalf. And Camille, of course, even though she wants her sexy fiance, Tom Lattimore, but she says like he doesn't want to deal with those catty ladies. So she's like, you know what? I guess bring in Taryn Terrell, of course. Taryn Terrell bring more of a sass and pizzazz, you know, tell it like it is. And so both ladies been going back and forth mostly. Molina and Thunder Rosa has been more vocal than Taryn Terrell. Taryn Terrell bringing in more sass, advocating for Camille. However, like, however, like, Molina says she wanted a rematch from Camille since, you know, Thunder Rosa lost the number one contendership match to Camille at the Back for the Attack pay-per-view, especially who's going to be the one that's going to be challenging Serena Deeb for the NWA Women's Champion. And so... Taryn said that she that they will have a list of demands next week. So a lot of argument going on until like Taryn say some insult to Molina Thunder Rosa, and that's where Thunder Rosa was about to beat the holy hell until poor Kyle Day was trying to like trying to carry Thunder Rosa back her up, but then like he got like strike from Thunder Rosa. So I feel like this segment is kind of like more of an elevated version of the NWA girl power. And you know what? If they bring it back. This is what I want to see instead of like, you know, these girls like talking, like trash talking, you know, but like this in more of an elevated way when I love it. However, about Taryn Terrell, since she advocated Camille, is Taryn Terrell strictly business? 
I think that's going to be decided by Nick Aldis, you know, I mean... Sharon Terrell is strictly business. I mean, you want to have more eye candy? I mean, Camille, with all due respect, she is the eye can candy, but she's more of an active wrestler, so why not have Tarantella advocating on her behalf, you know? Or, like, advocating Chris Adonis. Hey, win-win situation, y'all. <laughs> Alrighty, and then afterwards... And then afterwards, you have, of course, the choosing teams. That's right. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, like, after Kratos is beat down from, like, Salvernado, out comes Tom Lattimore and Chris Adonis, and they made an announcement that Kratos is going to be the third person for the Team Aldis versus Team Murdoch's match. That is right, and that's where we lead up to the main event match. Team Aldis versus Team Murdoch. So representing Team Aldis, of course, Tom Lattimore, Chris Adonis, and Kratos. And to representing Team Murdoch, you have Trevor Murdoch, Aaron Stevens, and Tim Storm. At first, it was supposed to be Sal Ronaldo, but unfortunately, he got, you know, he got band bruised up so hard from Kratos' like, brutal strike. So Tim Storm did actually took his place. And while Sauronado was acting like a manager, the match itself was really fun. I do enjoy it a lot than expected, especially like the whole like tag team dynamics. But unfortunately at the end, um at the end, strictly business and Kratos did pick up the victory by Tom Lattimore using his finisher to Tim Storm and thus pin him. And unfortunately, Trevor Murdoch has to be staying home for 30 days. So it was a really good show for for NWA. As what Joe Galley said, this is like one of the most unusual episodes of NWA. I it was pretty fun. I mean he did mention it during the during the Pope versus Tyrus match. Um you know but all in all, actually, he did it on Salvernado versus um, Kratos' match also. But I just feel that, like, the build-up they're doing, especially their upcoming pay-per-view that they just announced a couple days ago is going to be on June 6th, which I'm trying to pop up the name of the pay-per-view. That's right. NWA When Our Shadows Fall. That's right. Sunday, June 6th is going to be their next pay-per-view. And... I think that is like a good way to set up for each of hit like what's going to be happening with the matchup as well. However, with Serena D being the NW Women's Champion, hopefully she'll be all clear. Maybe by the time June hits or maybe before double or nothing. I mean, I would like to see her versus Camille in a AEW pay-per-view, but that's just me. Or a triple threat match. But we're going to have to wait and see. And so for my grade of the NWA Power Up, so I'm going to give it like a generous B+. I mean, I do enjoy the Poe versus Tyrus match. I do enjoy how the storyline is being more developed between Slice Boogie and Jack Stane. The whole like, like the women's summit was pretty entertaining and I do enjoyed it. The main event match was really solid, and, you know, I just hope that we don't have to see Trevor Murdoch on TV more often. Hopefully, we'll be seeing him, like, once those 30 days off, or maybe, like, two episodes later, he'll make a surprise, you know, maybe in disguise or whatever, but that's just me. 
Alrighty, you guys. So without further ado, that is it for the NWA Power Recap. We're going to go to Impact Wrestling. That is right. For Thursday, April 29th. So for the results for the for the before the Impact pre-show match, you have is James Storm defeated Diener in a pretty much a good... Good singles match, even though you have Chris Sabian by the corner, you have Violent by Design by the corner, and, you know, it's a solid match. So James Storm did the last call to Diener and thus pick up the victory. So a good revenge to the ending. Now, I want to talk about a, a little bit about the, the Impact Wrestling Rebellion, giving you guys my final thoughts. So overall, the pay-per-view itself, like I mentioned it on the last episode, it was one of the better pay-per-views than the Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill on pay-per-view, but better than the AEW Revolution pay-per-view, I'm just saying. But all in all, it was a really well put together of the pay-per-view, even though Matt Cardona versus Brian Myers match. Good thing that Matt Cardona did not sustain a severe injury, even though like he has to take it easy on his kneecap ever since that brutal like fall. Like we all saw it all together. But I'm glad it did work out and he is okay but bandaged up on his kneecap. And so the whole like developing a storyline, especially um W. Morrison debut aka big w it looks like he's just by himself he's just helping violent by design so he's not like the latest recruitment or anything in particular i figure that taylor wilde um making her return to impact wrestling especially like being the one that's going to facing diana perrazzo as like continue the storylines all together however she did issue a statement on twitter regarding her theme song that is pretty much you know a lot of mixed opinions. She said, like, you know, she doesn't care if anybody likes her style or her tasting music. She really liked it a lot, you know. And I did um, listen in depth of her theme song, you know. And it is pretty much kind of like a all-girls punk rock band. Like, think of Bikini Kill or Hole, of course. So that's just bringing more of the vibe, especially with Taylor Wilde. Like, I'm glad that she did came out of the retirement and she revamped her gimmick too as a punk rock misfit as she is, of course. And also, like, the main event match between Kenny Omega versus Switch Swamp for the title versus titles match, it was very well, well received in a positive way, especially there's no distraction, no interference. It's just a very classic, simple match that we were all really enjoy so much. So with that, I still stand by my grid. I give it a B plus. It was a very well put together pay-per-view. And with that being said, the opening of Impact Wrestling is the fallout. So Scott Demore did inform Don Callis that Kenny Omega needs to show up in person. Otherwise, Kenny Omega will be stripped from the Impact World Champion. And be suspended indefinitely, of course. So Don Callis is starting to contact Kenny Omega right away to make sure he better get his butt out here until the end of the show. Like he has he has it up until the end of the show that Kenny needs to show up. And so Scott Demore came out, got into the ring, and have like some of the male superstars of Impact Wrestling surrounded in the ring. Like you have his triple XL, you have uh, Violent by Design. You have Eddie Edwards, Willie Mack, TJP, 
Josh Alexander, Ace Austin, Madman Fulton. Who else was there? Oh, we have is Black Taurus, Crazy Steve, Tommy Dream. I think Tommy Dream. No, not Tommy Dream. Oh, um, Hernandez, Johnny Swinger. Yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, and Rohit Raju and Shira, of course. They're all surrounding the ring. And Scott Demore made the announcement that there will be a six-way number one contendership match for Kenny Omega's Impact World Championship match. And there will be a six-qualifying match to determine who enters the number one contenders match. Which, the six-way number one contendership match will be taking place at the next Impact Plus Special, which is Under Siege, will be taking place on May 15th, you guys. So, the first match you have is Jake Something versus the returning Chris Bay, of course. We haven't seen Chris Bay in a long time. And it was a pretty much a solid match. A lot of back and forth going on. Like, Chris Bay with the Enziguri into a diving crossbody for a two-count. Jake Something with the clothesline. And then with a sit-out powerbomb. A lot of pinfalls and near-falls. From this particular match. And unfortunately you guys. Chris Bay did defeat a Jake something. All thanks to Rohit Raju. Grabbed the ankle from Jake something. And that's where Chris Bay did the roll up. And pick up the victory of course. So yeah. And you know I'm glad Chris Bay. Is actually going to be competing. In a, in a, in a six way number one contendership match. Because he definitely really deserved it. It seems to me that I feel that Chris Bay is no longer in the cruiserweight picture. Well, X Division picture. So therefore, he's probably going to be chasing just for the big league. Which is the world heavyweight title. And I'm for it, you guys. Afterwards, you have Sammy Callahan shows up. And kind of like, you know, gloating on Don Callis. Calling him the Jackal, of course. You know, Don Callis is former name and he introduced himself and all he wanted is that gold off from Kenny Omega and he has a plan so he definitely walked away so kind of like a motive going on with Sammy Callahan playing some my tricks especially as a tweeter move to tweener but yeah Afterwards, you have Gia Miller interviewing the returning Taylor Wilde of course how Taylor is very excited that she's back in Impact Wrestling after being retired for 10 plus years until she got interrupted by Tennille Dashwood and Kayla with a K, K which Tennille is trying to convince Taylor to, you know, be in her tag team, even though it's kind of like a lot of miscommunication all, all along. Taylor actually turned her down and just left, you know, because, you know, Taylor, she doesn't need a tag team. She'd rather perform on her own, especially being a veteran in the knockouts division as well. And then you have a squash match between W. Morrison, a.k.a. Big W, versus Sam Beal. You remember him, the one that got a beatdown from Sammy Callahan, who was also trained by Trey Miguel, of course. So, you know, nothing much. It's just a squash match. So, obviously, Big W did um, defeat Sam Beal with a, with a powerbomb to pick up the win, you know. So, decent match. But yeah, and then you have is um, Gia Miller interviewing Deanna Perrazzo, Kimberly, and Susan as as Deanna's talking about that Kimberly is ready for her matchup against against Taylor Wilde, and that Kimberly said that like you know the curator will make sure that nothing ever happens, and Deanna suggested that Susan and Kimberly will go on her own and 
on their own and Deanna Prosser will stay backstage and she said like she's not afraid of any knockout that she ever take but then she kind of ran into Havoc and have a brief stare down and Havoc left <laughs> leaving Deanna kind of like a little bit of a standstill of course so and then you have is a backstage interview with Willie Mack which he actually is calling out Big W of course for a match at Under Siege. So pretty much kind of like a revenge match for what happened at Rebellion where Willie Mack, Eddie Edwards, and James Storm and Chris Sabian did lost to Violent by Design, of course. And and so Big W had to be taking place of Eric Young since Eric Young is going to be out with an ACL. And it looks like Eric Young is going to be part of a managerial role since he has his knee brace already intact. So it seems that Seems that the rivalry is starting to build up between Willie Mack wanting to get the revenge from him after all. So, you know, I can't wait. Especially, I'm going to say about Big W's promo, too, from earlier. I like his delivery and how everybody's interested to who he is as well. Even though he looks pretty good. Even though he looks like a tall version of Edge. But all that matters, like I said on the last episode, he is healthy and he is doing very well. Then you have is Kimberly with Susan versus Taylor Wilde. And it was a pretty much a very fun match. I do like the fact that Taylor Wilde did lip sync to her own theme song, you know. It's very cute. A lot of back and forth going on. But the only thing I would like to comment is I'm kind of like not a fan of Kimberly's ring gear. It kind of reminds me of Elsa from Frozen, of course. You know, the Disney character. But, you know... It is what it is. A lot of back and forth, a lot of takedown, a lot of like forearms and clothesline. And how about Taylor Wilde with that impressive head scissor? Like, holy crap. And then she did the crucifix before Kimberly did hit her with the jawbreaker and drops her down with a kick for a two count before missing a swanton bomb. And then that's where Taylor Wilde did the code breaker. And then she did a Indian death lock. And thus Taylor Wilde, um, pick up the victory. So we haven't. So Taylor Wyatt has a pretty much a new finisher, which is an Indian Deathlock. She normally her old finisher is the Northern Light Suplex, but I guess this is like more of a modifying finisher that she is since like she came out of retirement. And it's a good way to like reintroduce everybody who is the OG of the Knockouts, of course. Afterwards, Susan and Kimberly started to attack um, Taylor, and then out comes Tennille Dashwood and Kayla with the K, where where Tennille did hit the spotlight kick to Susan and then knocked down Kimberly, of course. And thus, Tennille and Taylor Wilde did stand tall, but then Tennille still wanted to convince Taylor Wilde to team up with her, and she's very hesitant. And then afterwards, in backstage, you have his moose confronting Scott Demore about having to earn a title shot at King Omega before James Storm shows up and face off with Moose. And so they had right now this match that Moose and James Storm will be facing up against each other. However, one thing to comment is we haven't seen Rich Swan. you know? I guess he's just kind of like in recovery of what happened to that match itself. But we all know that like Moose is somewhat looking for Rich, but you know, at the same time, he wanted a title shot. So pretty much Moose versus James Storm will be part of pretty much a qualifying match, I believe, but I'll check. And then he has a rematch, rematch, of course, the X Division Championship match between the current champ, Josh Alexander versus Ace Austin. It was a pretty much a solid match. I enjoy 
this match pretty much throughout the whole show together. I mean, aced Austin with the Enziguri into a face buster and then hit forming and a kick in a corner. I mean, you have Josh Alexander with the Chaos Theories and lock into the ankle log. A lot of like counters, a lot of like a bit of like strikes going on. And then Josh did counter the fold before hitting a powerbomb onto his knee before locking in the ankle lock. And thus, Josh Alexander retained the title. So it was a very fun match altogether. And hopefully this is probably the end of the feud between Josh Alexander and Ace Austin. Or who knows what's going to happen with the X Division since, you know, Josh has a lot of competition ahead. And then you have a backstage interview between the new Knockouts Tag Team Champion, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering, as they were talking about their impressions victory and how Jess has faith in Jordan Grace, especially finding that missing piece of a tag team partner, which is Rachel Ellering. And then it got interrupted by Fire and Flava saying, like, their match is very unfair and they're all chatty Cathy until Rachel Ellery just called Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele Cardi B and Cardi C, which that had me dying big time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I had to put it out there, you guys. That's one of my favorite parts. So it looks like the. The beef between these two teams are still continuing. It's probably going to be seeing a rematch, probably at Under Siege from the looks of it. You know, it is what it is. And then we have another rematch from Rebellion. Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona, which his knee is bandaged up. And I'm glad that the match, the rivalry still continue on to see. Like, Matt is doing pretty good, like, in ring, even though he's trying to take it easy with the knee. A lot of pinfalls, a lot of near falls, missile drop kick, power bomb, you know, and then of course Matt Cardona did hit Brian Myers with the radio silent before Brian can hit him with the roster cut. But you know what? Nope. Matt Cardona did counter with the radio silent and thus he picked up the victory, you know. So what does this mean? Is this the end of the feud between both guys? They've been best friends for 18 years. They have a podcast together. Probably, because there's a lot of competition ahead. And then you got a video package from Vine by Design, how Eric Young said he's happy that he has Rhino and um, Diener to represent for the qualifying match. I think so. Yeah, I'll check the cards again. And then how they're excited. However, afterwards, announcement time, because this is what I'm excited for the most. They just announced that, of course, the Hagbanger himself, the former IWGP um, Junior Heavyweight Champion, slash the winner of the 2020 Super J Cup, El Fantasma, will be making his debut on Impact Wrestling. Oh my god, you guys. So what does this mean? Like I said about Josh Alexander, he's going to have like a bigger competition ahead in the X Division. You know what? ELP, everybody. That's right. ELP will be making his appearance. And I think that's the reason why. Because they have like Alpha Tosmo being in Impact Wrestling and Vin Juice to retain the title. Because I know in Japan, they're going over a another um, restriction laws Because like the... the COVID-19 um, cases has been increases. And I know New Japan Pro Wrestling, unfortunately, had to cancel a couple of the events, you know, events because of the rising numbers. 
So I know like for the guys that couldn't able to travel over to Japan, especially with like the stricter quarantine protocol and all that. So now they have no choice but to stay here, but also like either appear on New Japan Strong or continue on with the partnership, you know, which I'm going to get into it during the AEW bonus, bonus, bonus in a bit because, you know, that's another match I want to talk about. So... I'm so excited to see Alphantosmo this week on Impact Wrestling, and it's going to be amazing. And now for your main event match, you have Sammy Callahan versus Eddie Edwards for the qualifying match. A feud in the making again. We, how many times do we see Sammy Callahan and Eddie Edwards facing, like, hella times? Yeah, hella. It's a pretty much a good match. A lot of, like, counters, a lot of kickouts. I mean, you have... Eddie Edwards did kick his leg out on the top turbuckle and kick and tears at his face. And then you saw Eddie hit the stunner into a Frankensteiner before hitting the blue thunderball. And then you saw both guys going at it until, lo and behold, the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega start attacking both of them, of course. And unfortunately, the match ends in a no contest, of course. And afterwards, Finjuice comes out and start attacking Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, but of course, they've been up now up and outnumbered by the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega, and thus, of course, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers celebrate, and that's where Impact Wrestling ends. So, you guys, I mean, the episode of the Impact Wrestling, the fallout from Rebellion, was a pretty decent episode. Now we all know that there's gonna be a qualifying match. That's going to be taking place. Like, whoever's going to win each of the qualified matches will be participating in the six-way tag match. Six-way match at Under Siege. Storyline has been to continue, but I feel like I notice now that Impact Wrestling is heavily promoted more of the crossover with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, having Finn just being appearing. So is El Fantasmo. And then Kenny Omega being the double champion. I know I mentioned it before about, you know... Kenny Omega needs to be presenting it more, especially promoting AEW for crying out loud, too. With that, I'm just going to give the show a generous solid B, you know? I mean, it was a pretty decent show. Enough about that. So, yeah. So, anyway, last part. AEW, bonus, bonus, bonus. So, um, as you guys know that I've been doing a lot of reactions video on the Teddy Turnbuckles YouTube channel when it comes to AEW show like AEW Dark, AEW Dark Elevation, AEW Dynamite. And a while ago, I started to do the AEW Dynamite Breakdown live stream on the Teddy Turnbuckle YouTube channel, which I'm going into more in depth of the show. So, therefore, you guys, the AEW bonus, bonus, bonus will be on hold. However... That doesn't mean that I'm going to be covering AEW bonus news because I wanted to make sure it's related to the cross promotion as well as a little bit from New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, as you guys know, they did announce the rest of the matches for this week's Blood and Gust special, especially like the whole main event between the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle for the Blood Guts match. But however, the match that everybody's talking about for next week... On Wednesday, May 12th, John Moxley will be defending his IWGP United States Champion against, against Yuji Nagata, you guys. That's right. The Blue Justice will be appearing on AEW Dynamite 
next Wednesday, y'all. I know Yuji Nagata did call out John Moxley during the um, New Japan Pro Wrestling Tours that he wanted to get that title off of Moxley. And, you know, it's already been happening, happening, you guys. So it looks like Yuji Nagata has already been here in the United States already. And get this, this Friday on New Japan Strong, John Moxley will be teaming up with Chris Dickinson taking Dickinson. Yeah, John Moxley and Chris Dickinson versus Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita in a tag team match. So this is going to be very exciting. I'm glad with AEW they can finally acknowledge of John Moxley being the IWGP um, United States Champion and cross promoting with New Japan because I know a lot of people are crapping on AEW for not like doing more of the cross promotion. I understand they brought in uh, Takesh. I it's so hard to pronounce his name. The guy from DDT Pro, the wrestler from DDT Pro, and you know Maki Toy also and other wrestlers. And it seems like it's like more of a reliever to that how AEW is being acknowledging more of these cross promotions. So Yuji Nagata, AEW, that's going to bring in more of a buzzworthy effect too. All right, you guys, with that being said, that is it for the episode of Into the Stratosphere, you guys. I mean, wow. I think this format, I think I really like this format a lot, a little bit better, but what do you guys think? So again, if you want to leave suggestion or anything, feel free to slide into my DM on Twitter or Instagram at simply underscore C underscore okay. That's S-I-M-P-L-Y underscore C underscore okay. Or slide into the DM on my TikTok account. Simply underscore C underscore O-K-A-Y, you guys. Or send me an email, simply.c.okay at gmail.com, you guys. So with that being said, you guys, make sure to follow the Bulletcast on all social media platform at Bulletcast. Make sure to follow at the Bulletcast on all podcasting platform. Make sure to subscribe to the Bulletcast YouTube channel. Click like, share, hit that notification button as well. And you guys, with that being said, make sure to wash your hands 20 to 30 seconds. Practice social distancing. Wear your face mask and face covering at all times. Also, get vaccinated, you guys. It's totally up to you. Your The choice is yours. And remember to please be kind of one another. We're all in this together. Till then, I'll see you guys with another episode of Into the Stratosphere. This is your girl, Cindy G. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Cheers, y'all. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.